All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. I didn't know sitting next to you, Andrew, gave you anxiety. But Can we practice that real quick? Let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. No. I'm going to just try to see if it's even possible. I don't like you that much yet. <laughs> Are you reading the same thing? No, you always, you always, <laughs> you always ad lib. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples and the things they go through. We are excited for today's episode. We've been getting a lot of requests for people to clarify what it is when we ask the other couples we interview what their love language is. So today we're going to be talking about love languages, what ours are, and why we think they're important. But before we get into it, if you guys wouldn't mind rating the show and subscribing to it on whatever platform you're listening that really helps us out and uh, we love hearing your feedback as well. So the idea for this video came from a lot of you in the comments and also Megan who submitted a video uh, wanting to learn more about love languages. So let's hear from her. Hey East fam, my name is Megan. I was hoping that you guys would do a podcast on love languages. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years now and we have very different love languages, but I was curious to hear your opinions on how these different communication styles can affect your relationship. Thank you, Megan. Are you ready to jump into this? Let's do it. And disclaimer, guys, this is going to be a good episode for Andrew and I because I am really spicy today. Just And by spicy, she means angry. So I'm just full of sass. Sometimes I feel like that's your love language. Babe. It is. Anger. I am a mom that has a lot going on. And today is one of those days. You, to your credit, do have a lot going on. I do. And, and you know whose fault that is? Sometimes that's my fault. Yeah. So like today. I love you. You scheduled a few extra meetings that have made today real busy. 
but we're here now holding hands <laughs> yeah. and you still love me, I think. No, I do want to talk about that though, because with love languages, I think it's a great topic for our situation because it's in situations like this, if you truly don't know each other's love language, which I took the test and I actually am not the love language that I thought. Neither am I. If you don't know it and you don't know how to help out your spouse, it just makes all the situations worse. It amplifies the problem, you could say. Yes. Before we talk into what, before we jump into what our love languages are though. Yeah. I want to talk about why we think it's an important question to ask other couples. What their love languages? Yeah. I think it's important. I mean, one, I'm always curious to hear what pe like different people's love languages are. But I also think it's like a test and a suit, like a interesting way to see how well they know each other's love language. And yeah. if they do, if they don't, you know, people, it's not like your relationship is bad if you don't know, Yeah. but it's just a challenge because you're technically asking your significant other, how best can I love you? Do I mm -hmm. know that answer? And if you don't, you should. I think it's, I think it's a really unique thing to reveal about someone. So that's why I like, you know, a lot of these people are personalities that people see on TV or online, wherever, but asking someone what their love language is, is like a very unique thing to be revealed. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's, I feel like it's kind of intimate, you could say, you know, so I, I like that question for that reason, but I will say in general, you know, what's funny. Sorry to interrupt. You say two words. So funny intimate? and like interesting. How do it catches me off guard every time. Intimate. Intimate. Yeah, you get rid of the T. I don't know. <laughs> no. Intimate. Intimate. It's a and then the word M I R A C L E. What? M I M Miracle. You say miracle. Miracle. A miracle. It's a true miracle. I'm like, what are you saying? Apparently I say pistachio. Pistachio funny too. Hold on, how do you say it? And I'm all messed up. Shoot, now you're in my head. <laughs> Pistachio. Look, now you're smiling, babe. This is the first time I, know. I see those pearly whites. I know. I will say in general, I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to these like tests. Zodiacs, that, that Enneagrams. Yeah, you're against all of them. I am. And that includes, just like you said, Enneagram. Explain the to people why you're against them now. Can I just say one feedback that we get a lot is us talking over each other. So that's already happened a couple of times here just for, for future reference. <laughs> I'll stop now. Anyway, uh, the Enneagram is included in that. The Zodiac is included in that. I would say the love language is an example of one of these tests that kind of just puts people in these broad buckets of classifications. And I'm not a fan of that because as cheesy it may, as it may sound, I just don't think that um, you can you can dilute a person down to like X amount of qualities, like the Enneagram, oh, you're an eight, sweet, so that means X, Y, and Z about you. Well, that's not necessarily true. Or my love language, which we'll reveal here shortly, it's not just that, you know? I just think that the value these tests provide are one, a framework that you can talk about personalities uh, about like talk about personalities with or a way to kind of think about a problem. So, Hey, how do you express love? Well, there's, here's five different ways to do it. And your tendency is this one specifically. Does that make sense? So I don't think it's like the gospel of here's the one way to do it. And here's the one way I can speak to your heart. No. However, I think Zodiacs, Enneagrams, 
love languages can tell you a lot about yourself, about tendencies. Mm. If you tend to be more like an eight or a gift giver or a Capricorn, then there is enough information out there that can help kind of guide you to be a better person in those tendencies. I do think some people read it as the gospel, but I do think it teaches you, like it can teach you a lot about yourself. Hmm. I, th- I think that's true. If you know me, you know I love cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal. But now I've tried Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love, but it has way less sugar and it's high in protein. We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low-carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein. And Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com slash eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code eastfam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash eastfam. And use our code eastfam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Um, Here's why we think love languages are cool. Because, one, it helps you get one step closer to showing appreciation and love for your significant other. Um, which is really important, but then it also reveals a source of possible frustration. So if you're like really not feeling loved by revealing what your by learning what your love language is, I can better understand why you might feel frustrated like that and have a potential solution. So, well, and I also think something that we learned with love languages is I think by default, whatever your love language is, is how you try to love your significant other. That's what we like fall back into the rhythm of doing. However, your significant other's love language could be completely different or opposite from yours. And Mm -hmm. if you don't actively try and remember, I have to show him love in a different way that I want to receive. I could be loving you like as much as I'm capable of, but if it's not in your language, you aren't going to receive it. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could still feel unloved, even though I'm trying so hard. How frustrating would that be, by the way? I feel like that happens a lot, too. I feel like like, it happens a lot with us. We even go through, like, phases where we get frustrated and distant from each other because we feel unloved, even though we're trying really hard. That's what I was about to say. But we get into points where we will have these conversations, and we're like, "I, I feel unloved right now. Yeah. And you or I will be like, what are you talking about? I've been doing all this stuff. And it's like, well, if that's not how you receive love, 
it doesn't feel like you're being shown that someone loves you. Do you feel loved at this point in your life? I do. You do? I'm just mad today. I gotcha. I'm sorry. I don't want to hold your hand. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I'm fine. kidding. I would love to hold your hand. No, Anyways. That was a funny joke. Thanks. Um, <laughs> before you took the test. Yeah. What did you think your love language was? So brief overview. There are five different love languages. And just like Sean alluded to, the language that you receive and how you feel loved can be different than the language that you need to give to your partner. Does that yes. make sense? So the five love languages are acts of service. Yes. Words of affirmation. Quality time. Quality time. Physical touch. And gifts. gifts. Yes. yes. So of those going into the test, which I'd never taken before, and you guys should know. Receiving we, gifts. Receiving gifts. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the link for this test is in the description down below. We have a bunch of links down there for you guys in every episode. Mm -hmm. So always make sure you check that. Uh, it is a really short out. quiz. So you should try it. I mean, it's easy. It's 30 questions and it's not like super philosophical or deep. You're just going to rip through it. Uh, but I thought that I thought that my love language, how I received loved would have been uh, quality time and physical touch. And I would have said the same. Really? That's you didn't think it was going to be words of affirmation for you? No. I, th I thought you were going to be words of affirmation. I don't know what yours is from okay. your test. I thought I was going to be quality time and physical touch. And you weren't that. That's what you're not. trying to say, huh? Yeah. What, what would you have guessed for me? I thought you were going to be quality time and uh, words of affirmation. Really? Yeah. Funny. Yeah. We don't know each other at all. This is what I tried to, well, this is what I tried to do because some of the questions. No wonder I'm mad today. You don't know me at all, Andrew. <laughs> I tried to really put myself in the situation. The mm -hmm. questions were kind of cheesy. I felt like, like, they are. oh, I know exactly which category this is applying to. Yeah. But as I thought about like, oh, it's more meaningful to me. That's how all the phrases, all the questions were kind of phrased. I was like trying to picture myself on Christmas morning or in scenarios where you left me a note or when you came home and gave me a hug, like actually trying to put myself in the situation and wow, how did I, how did I, how did I, did that spark joy I, to reference Marie Kondo? I also think your love languages can change based on the phases of life you're in. Yeah. Because I kept reading a lot of these questions and thinking like I'm a mom now and there's so much stuff to get done. Oh, if, if I came home and all the bottles were cleaned, I would feel so loved. Like, and that's different than before a kid where we had nothing to do in life. <laughs> then doesn't seem like we had anything. To nothing. Do like what did we do before kid? What did we do with time? Anyways. <laughs> so without further ado, are you ready? I'm ready. I have a feeling we are the same. Okay. This will be interesting. Ready on the count of three. No, name your first one. Okay. Access service is mine. Access service. I, I was it. nine. I was eight. Really? Yeah. My second one was receiving gifts. I was an eight. What? You. I know. Mr. Deliver by me a gift. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Good. What was Interesting. I know. This is, this is good self-discovery for you and me. It is. Happening mine, live. Mine was quality time. Really? Mm -hmm. That's That one's the worst, if you ask me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
That was not a funny joke. That is not a funny joke. No, I heard someone say that joke and I repeated it and I regretted it immediately. You should. But the joke was, that's the one that takes the most time and effort. Yes. So that's why it's, you know, the worst one. But that joke dies here today. Yeah. <laughs> that is not how you. I saw that. I, I figured quality time would be your second one. What What would you say? What was your third one? My third one was physical touch. Really? Mine was quality time. I got a five. Really? Yeah. I had a six. For your third one. Oh, yeah. so you were a little bunched together. I was, was eight, seven, six, five, four. Mine was nine, eight, five, four, four. Wow. And then I had words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And physical touch was my fourth. And then I had receiving gifts. That's surprising to me. Well, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot EastFam. Huh. Yes, and I thought I thought receiving gifts was going to be higher because I love being surprised by little like little gifts. I remember when we were dating, something that meant so much to me, and it was so little. I was living in my apartment. You were still you're finishing your um, master's degree, and every night the only time we had to hang out was after like eight or nine o'clock at night. You would come over for a few hours, and every night you would bring over a bag of my favorite apples. Like you would stop by the grocery store and pick Honey up like crisps. two or three apples. And it was the sweetest thing. Or you would always come with flowers. And I loved, like it made me feel so special. It's funny because from my perspective, I would bring these apples all the time because you said they were your favorite. You loved them. You said like when you come home from traveling, you just love to have something healthy like an apple. Mm -hmm. So I got you these apples, but you never ate them. Yes, so I then did. I was like, then I was like, well, I did she have a roommate. Like I think them. you were seeing her apples because <laughs> I ate Honeycrisp apples literally every day. Okay. This is really, I'm glad we're having this conversation. You know what is interesting though? I think one of the reasons why receiving gifts is my lowest. I like receiving gifts. I'm just a bad gift receiver, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why, but anytime people get me a gift, I get like uncomfortable. Like I don't know how to express my gratitude. I love giving gifts. Oh my gosh, I love giving gifts. I think you're one of the best gift givers I've ever been around. Thank you. You're so thoughtful. I love like the wrapping process and I wanna make it personal and like this whole experience. I, I love that. But you know what's funny? I feel like what holds you back from giving more gifts is you're a perfectionist about it. Yeah. If you can't have it's not perfect, I don't the give exact it. wrapping paper that you want oh, yeah. with the bow that fits it perfectly. If I can't wrap a gift, I'm not giving it to yeah. you. I think that's something you could maybe work on because so, you have a lot of good gifts to give. Is the this world. what this podcast is about? You're going to tell me what I need <laughs> to work on? Give me more gifts. Really? <laughs> um, but yes, acts of service was my number one. And I really never thought that was one of my love languages. I think that's changed since having Drew. 
just because every day I can feel so overwhelmed with like, I need to do this and that and this and that, and I need to be here on this time. And there can just be so much to do in a day. And it gets to be so easy for both of us to look at each other and be like, why didn't you do this? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you have helped me? So coming home and seeing bottles washed or laundry done or whatever makes me feel very loved. Cause it makes me be, it makes me feel like I've been seen. Mm -hmm. Funny thing about Sean, when she gets really frustrated and mad, I think at mm -hmm. me or maybe not at me, she goes into like ultra cleaning mode. Clean. So, you know, we might have had a pile of laundry sitting out for two weeks, but when she gets this certain type of mad, she'll like all of a sudden start cleaning everything up. She'll get super frustrated that why do we have laundry sitting out? I'm like, it's been there for two weeks. <laughs> what are we doing? Every just, you start just scrubbing like the counters. Yes. Yeah. I also, that is something that I learned growing up though. My mom is just the most amazing, like organized alphabetizes stuff. The house is clean a hundred percent of the time. And I, I think I got it from her where she, she can't feel relaxed unless things are clean and put in place. So like if I don't have a super crazy life at like in a phase and things seem organized in my life, I can come home to clutter and feel fine. Mm -hmm. But as soon as my life starts feeling like chaos, if I don't have my house put together and cleaned, then I just feel like I'm going to jump off the edge. I want to do an interview with your parents because- Probably not good for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> did you say jumping off of something? I did. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can uh, maybe remove that. Yeah, maybe. Episode. But I want to interview your parents because I think the context of what you were used to growing up and what your parents did for you has a lot to do with how you feel love and how you express love. Yeah. So I think that'd be a fun episode, don't you? I do. Yeah. We just have to convince them to do it. Yeah, I know that's going to, that's going to be some work, you know, but. um, a love language that I think is interesting. Where was words of affirmation for you again? Last, which is crazy. You're a man. All you want is affirmed, but I think it's really interesting. It almost seems like, like I feel, I feel as if men have like this, Oh, he wasn't, told that he was loved enough and he wasn't told that someone was proud of him enough. That just made me really sad. Oh, I don't feel that, but I feel like a lot of people do. I think in I'm our situation, th thank you. I, love, I you. love you. In our situation, we almost say, I love you too much. Is that weird you to do. say? You think I do? Yes. So much so that it dilutes the punch of it. You know, do you know something you do? Huh? You never say the words, I'm sorry. You replace it with, I love you. You'll do something and I'll get mad or whatever. And you're always like, I love you. I'm yes. like, just say, I'm sorry. Okay. You say, I'm sorry about 7,000 times. I know. I say, I'm day. sorry too much. You say, I love you too much. I mean, that sounds terrible that I'm saying that. It's amazing. But yes, anything can be diluted. I'm sorry. can be diluted because I say it so much. Yeah. So that when I am actually apologetic and sincere, you don't believe me. What a conundrum that is. What a How do we conundrum. get out of that hole? How about I say I love you more and you <laughs> say I'm sorry more? It's interesting. I'm sitting here thinking, I feel like I say I'm sorry all the time. But one of my friends said this, and I think it's really good advice. If your significant other gives you feedback, it's really important to 
actually take that to heart and listen to it because they spend more time with you than anybody else. And they probably have a, a better perspective on things on some things than you do of yourself. So, so you're saying I'm right. So you're saying I, I, I probably don't say I'm sorry enough and I'll, I'll have to think about that and really do some introspection. Actually, to see if I'm right or not. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped, they truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I will say this. And again, every couple has their things and you notice certain things about each other. You say, I'm sorry. And you come across very apologetic. You see me, you hear me, you listen to what I like need to say. And you, you're very sincere, but it's just funny how like you can get hooked onto things and it goes back to the languages. Sometimes we have to hear specific things. We need certain words. We need body language. We need, you know, everyone needs different things, but you always say, I love you. And it's, it's, you are saying, I'm sorry. So it's beautiful. And I shouldn't be complaining because you look me in the eye and you're like, babe, I love you. Like I apologize. And, but it's weird how in receiving it, I feel like in my girl way of thinking, cause girls are crazy. I'm like, oh, he's just, he's not accepting that he did something, you know, wrong. So he's avoiding saying I'm sorry so he's just gonna say I love you don't which is wrong don't say girls are crazy but it's it's I know it's a flaw by me but it's weird we all have those things but I think in addressing those things with your significant other you can make it it might sound crazy to you to be like you actually need to hear the words I'm and sorry like that can sound crazy but if you acknowledge those and like try to voice those to your significant other, it can make your relationship a lot better. There were some questions on here that we thought were. Yeah. You ready to walk through those? Yes. I don't have them pulled up. You don't. Well, let me pull them up, babe. Cause I got them right here. Um, so one of there's 30 questions. We picked out five yes. that we thought were of interest. And one of them was, it's more meaningful to me when I spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us, or my partner does something uh, practical for me to help out. I thought this one was interesting because I'm clingy and I love just being in the same room with you. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to be doing anything at all. We don't have to be talking. I just want to be near you. And you're the complete opposite. 
you it's stressing me out when we're just <laughs> when we're just there not doing anything we'll be sitting in the same room like on computers he's like what i i, I gotta go to my office <laughs> i need to get away <laughs> no i think i'm more of an introvert than you are i think you're sh more shy than i am but i think i'm more of an introvert so i like to have my you recharge with your alone time yes i think that's interesting yeah do you agree with me or no that you're more of an introvert yeah we're around people all the time. You're such a people person, though. I'm I love not. it. I love talking to strangers and getting to know people. But you recharge when you're alone. Yeah. Which is very introverted. Yeah. I think this is my favorite thing about the love languages quiz is you should do it with your significant other in the same room, go through it and stuff, but talk through the questions because it just brings out so many like situations that you haven't thought through. Mm -hmm. And you could be doing it completely wrong for your significant other and you're like wow i didn't know sitting next to you andrew gave you anxiety and i will try not to be near you as much just because the quiz is a little <laughs> cheesy doesn't mean that it's not really good so yeah just like sean said pull the value out of it that's there but okay here's a hypothetical though so i get recharged around you you don't so how if situations like this arise for people, how do they fix it? We, I think it's just like, hey, we're going to have together time, but I also need a little of alone time. Makes sense. You're getting into this. You repositioned. You're like facing me. And my hips started hurting. Okay. Well, my body language is telling you that I like you again. Yeah. Hmm. Not for long. Um, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's more meaningful to me when my partner puts his or her arm around me in public or my partner surprises me with a gift. Ah, uh, PDA. Here's the thing. I am not big on like receiving material items, but what the gifts that mean a ton to me are like a handwritten note, even if it's like on a paper towel or lipstick on the mirror, whatever that is. I don't like PDA. I love the little notes and stuff. I love that. But I also, I love PDA. That's so weird to me. I think it's maybe an insecurity. I should probably go to therapy for it and figure out why. But there's something to me about your significant other wanting to publicly show their love for you that brings me security and confidence within our relationship. So, like, if even we're, while dating or just yeah. in marriage? Yeah. See, now, I'm not saying you should be out in public, you know, sucking tongues. When you put it like that. No, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but Can we practice that real quick? Let's just sucking, go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely here. not. Here. No. Let me just try to see if it's even possible. I don't like you that much yet. Gross. <laughs> um, I, like, I'm not saying I encourage that, especially dating. But I think there's something beautiful about not being embarrassed or f feel ashamed to show the the love or the affinity you have for someone as long as you're married i just think what? look no i just think i think if that's you're out crazy. if you're out in public and you make out with your girlfriend whoever that may be at the time maybe you have 10 different girlfriends and then it's like the just the the value of it decreases. You have 10 different it's girlfriends at the returns. same time? Huh? You have 10 different girlfriends at the same no, time? No, but over time. It's not diminishing returns because I think, 
I think some of the most beautiful love you can have in your life is the love that you like, isn't your forever love. It's, it's what teaches you what true love is. So if you're dating someone and you love them, I don't think it's okay for you not to be like, to feel like you can't be proud and show the world that you love them. This is really interesting because I don't think I'm right here necessarily. It's like more of a preference. Like I, I'm no, not saying the PDA it. is discussing it generally, but it's like I hold your hand and want to kiss you in public, but it's because it's like you're my, like we're together forever. And I, I know that it's like, it's like more special to me because we're married. I don't know. That's just my preference. I get it. I don't get it, but like I, I enjoy that you are trying to, explain it yeah i just think it's different i do i do I, I think it's different too we probably view it i'm more conservative generally than you are is that fair to say yeah the third question we thought was good was it's more meaningful to me when we kiss frequently or i sense my partner showing interest in things that i care about i kind of lean towards kiss more frequently yeah it means a ton to me when you're stubborn we just had this conversation yesterday you don't want to do things that you don't want to do or actually you won't do things that you don't want to do so when i am like reading a book <laughs> come on bring yeah. it up no, it's fine. andrew's been and i'm i acknowledged this the other day i am being un i mean unmeasurably stubborn with this and i don't know why but he's been wanting me to like just read read books and i'm it started out cute and now you're like read your freaking book and i'm like i don't want to you know you just dig your heels in even i do deeper, i do and but. it's a flaw um i would say kiss more frequently just because i think it's healthy to have independent interest and i don't think your partner needs to be like oh teach me everything about gymnastics you know mm -hmm. but i think acknowledging that person's interest and being like babe i know you love gymnastics and i know gymnastics is on tonight you should watch it you know yep i was just thinking i just feel like i've watched a lot of gymnastics and you've asked yeah well you haven't asked to watch football I respect your passion. <laughs> hey, that's not next true. Thing, I next asked thing, you next to teach thing, me all the rules thing. about football. No, and that meant a lot. So thank you. It's meaningful, meaningful to me when my partner doesn't check his or her phone while we're talking mm -hmm. or my partner goes out of his or her way to do something to relieve pressure for me. Uh, it means a ton to me when you don't check your phone. I, I think that Active listening is like one of my favorite things and can make all all the world difference. Funny. Because I don't do it much. You don't do it much? Yeah. Because it's huge for me when I have your undivided attention, but it's very difficult to get. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that. Do you forgive me? Me too. I'm sorry. Yes. It is interesting. Back to the kissing one. It definitely changes the different phases you go through because like the first six weeks after we had Drew and the six weeks leading up, you know, it's just like a time where there's not a lot of physical touch. And it was like, I, I felt distant from you because of that. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, well, I would really appreciate a cuddle every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Anyway, 
This was really good. This was really good. I appreciate you putting this episode together, babe. You did a fantastic job. Thanks, babe. And I feel like I learned about you. So if you guys haven't done love language um, quiz yet, try it out. Talk to your significant other about it. This is not an ad, by the way. <laughs> we just truly love this site. Um, let us know your thoughts. Comment down below if you think, you know, we're on the right track. If you like PDA, if there's certain things that your significant other could do differently, such as like the I'm sorry versus I love you. Are there yeah. certain things that like you need to hear? Yeah, let us know. Now I now I have a little better way of loving you, babe. I am curious what you guys think of these generalization tests, uh, these classification tests in general. Let us know if you want us to do an Enneagram podcast. Yeah. But if you haven't yet, make sure you give this show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure you check the links down below if you want to take the quiz yourself and learn more about uh, any of the sponsors or fun things that we have going on. We link it all. And this week is really big. We're actually going to MIT. Sean's doing a panel discussion. We're doing a live podcast up there with a really exciting guest. I cannot wait. Yeah. And then we're also interviewing, we're interviewing multiple people while we're at MIT. Yeah. All super, super exciting names. That were it's they're gonna be fun interviews. I can't wait. It'll be great. So anyway, that's all we got for you. This is the East Fam out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.